You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hi, Tim. Hi, Sean. And also joining us today, we have Johnny from Detroit. Hey, Tim. Hey, Johnny. Good to have you back. It's been been quite a while. It's been a bit. Yeah. yeah, and we yeah. also have with us today Cooley from Kansas City. One, two, Kansas City people. Kansas City, here I come. Hey, Cooley. Hey, what up? Welcome back. We are gathered here today. Sounds like I'm starting a, a church service, but we are just gathered here today to do a redraft, a rookie redraft of the one we did back in May. Uh, so we are just going to take this pool of rookies. We are going to take the guys we'd take in order now and uh, if there's a big change in what we did last time or big risers or fallers uh, we'll take some time to discuss that um, before we get into it though guys it's you know we just passed the Thanksgiving holiday anything to report um, I beat you does that count you did beat me in the steel bowl now that is the game where Joe Burrow went out after yeah I mean a, a quarter I, I or had so. I had Ken Walker go out but let's let's just <laughs> let's just Keep this real because I, it, not only did I beat you, but I drove you into fire sale mode. Fire sale mode. Yeah, and I, I, I feel really dirty about that. I, you know, it wasn't so much you; it was it was Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, you to to some extent, I suppose it was you. But yeah, I, I had uh, Stefan Diggs on a one year rental, kind of going for it this year. And yep. once Burrow went down, it didn't make sense to keep him. So I've since traded Diggs for a second rounder. I feel pretty good about that move. Uh, it was a th- maybe a you, three. You made, you made a couple of trades, didn't you? Make a couple of trades. Was that, uh, is that the only one you made? I tried to trade away. There was Kittle a flurry with you. you. Did, yeah, yeah. I but, would have uh, liked to have had Kittle, but, but didn't you work didn't. Out. You didn't go for it. Uh, I'm pressed tight against the cap, and there was really almost no way to make that happen. So, oh well. How about uh, Johnny Cooley? Anything going on with you guys? Uh, fancy wise, I'm sitting at nine and three, yes. competing for the buy. I did have um, Andrews and A-Chan go down last week and Cup, but uh, I have enough depth that hopefully it can pull me through. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I I know, I know. (laughs) No, that's good to hear, Johnny. I'm glad to hear it. Cooley, how's your team doing? Uh, Good. Six and five right now, so kind of middle of the pack. Um, I have depth to i think make a good push and i've made some trades along the way i acquired cd lamb um and i acquired justin herbert earlier this year Mm. uh with justin fields not playing well and being hurt he's kind of helped push me in the in the middle here but uh yeah i'm optimistic i i gotta just keep winning and try to yeah i was hoping to get like the first round by because my team has probably the most depth but um just nobody's really firing on all cylinders yet did you have to sacrifice uh, a bunch of your future to get pick up Lamb and Herbert? 
Yeah, Lamb's trade, like salary cap wise, worked out the same. Lamb signed to a three year deal. Um, right now, he's about 16% of the cap, so 20% increments every year. So he'll be like my anchor uh, for the next three years. And then uh, I had to give up Gibbs, um, which I wasn't too pleased about, but I had to make a move. Um, and I had to give up DK Metcalf too. So salary cap wise, those actually equaled each other out. So it worked out well for trade wise. And then for Herbert, I had enough cap space just to acquire him on a rental. And I picked him up like week five for a first round pick for next year. So all right, pushing all the chips in, hopefully it uh, leads to something. Well, I wish all of you, the three of you, good luck here as you finish the season. Uh, you can I, wish wish I, me losses. I, th- I think we all have winning <laughs> records as of right now. Even I you do. at a fire sale have a winning record. I have a six and five record. No, part of it was we talked about the four Ds yeah. a, a few weeks ago, and when Your I looked division. at my team, Your division. My division is tough. That's another uh, D. My uh, yes, that would be another D. Uh, and I just my my I had some lucky wins early in the season, and I just when I honestly looked at my team, I was like, this is not the team that's going to win the championship, especially with burrow out so i made the move and uh don't want to be stuck in the middle that's right nothing worse all right guys well let's jump into this i think we're going to follow the same order that we had back in may so that would be cooley picking first johnny picking second i pick third and then sean comes in at number four and then we are going to do two rounds uh and just kind of it's not snake no we're two round uh, linear linear drafting here uh, for this mock draft. So, Cooley, you are up. Who are you taking? I'm going to do what I did back in May and still take Bijan Robinson. Um, I mean, he's still the the number one running back rookie right now. He hasn't produced the way they, we all have wanted him to. Obviously, you know, everybody's watching Arthur Smith news conferences and making sure to see what he's going to say. And it's all been somewhat annoying. Um, but we're all hoping that, uh, we can, you know, I I think the real, the real issue is Atlanta's offense hasn't been as good, um, which they they need to be, you know, a top end offense in order for him to really produce and kind of that timeshare he's stuck in. Was, is the, is the running back or the running back, either one, either it's the running back split with Algier. Is it, is a surprise to you? I think coming into the season they were gonna they were gonna do that anyway. I mean, Algier is he was efficient last year. He did a great job, um, so it's it's not terribly surprising. Um, but I think I mean, especially even if you're looking at redraft, like Bijan was a first round pick and he's not producing like a first round pick. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at sleeper right now. And he only has four top or um, RB one finishes for like. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd still take him one overall. I haven't, I haven't, Same. I'm not, I don't, I think that's, I'm guessing that's the consensus here. Um, it, it is, it's a little disappointing, but I, I haven't seen anything that makes me change my assessment of the talent, right? And I feel like that's, that's where I start. Yeah. Like, and he'll, that's... he'll outlast Arthur Smith. That's where I'm at. <laughs> right, right. So, I think there's a lot yeah, of people hoping yeah, yeah. he gets fired, but I think the ownership came out saying that. that He's secured for 2024, unless it just like completely falls apart. But the the old the old uh, uh, what do they call that the uh, I, literally 
vote of confidence? Yeah, the vote. Yeah, yes. I can't. Look, it's been a long. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to pick number two. Johnny? That's more interesting. I am going to go with Jameer Gibbs. Um, so I love the amount of targets that he's getting. Um, he's currently ranked at number five in targets for all running backs. Uh, he's with Montgomery. He's been getting a 54% share of the rushes and, uh, he's getting a 15% target share with Montgomery back. And, you know, if you guys watched the game yesterday, uh, he has that contingent upside of if Montgomery goes down, you have a three down back on a team that absolutely loves to run the ball and is either putting up a ton of points or is down and needs to stay in the game and commits the run. Yeah, I, 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 there is a split between Johnny and Cooley here. Who both have him at two. I have it two. And Tim, you and I have him down a little bit lower. Or do you want to, do you want to explain your reasoning? Um, it's more, I like Gibbs. I, it's it's less about Gibbs. It's more about when I looked at this redraft. Who are the guys that could be big time difference makers? Um, and I just felt like um, while I like Gibbs, I think Detroit likes to split work between the running backs, like a lot of teams. Um, so when I just looked at other names, I won't I won't necessarily say them now because I don't want to ruin anybody else's draft. But I just saw some other names there that are in positions to be difference makers for a long time. So they just rose above Gibbs. And for me, a lot of it was positional. Uh, it was it's it's just the window of opportunity you have with a running back, and some some players who have established themselves at. I would say positions that are maybe harder to hit on or you can can make a difference for longer. Those guys kind of snuck ahead of Gibbs, but for me it was not a it's not a knock on Gibbs at all. Yeah. So so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move on Cooley unless you want to jump in. Nope, good. All right. Yeah, feel free to jump in anytime. I'm going to try to keep things moving along here. Uh, at pick number three, I am going to take uh, C.J. Stroud, and he's one of those guys, uh, even though we're, well, maybe even more so because we are in a one-quarterback league here in this mock, um, I feel like he's has a historically good uh, start to his career, uh, record-breaking, and I feel like he is going to be a difference maker in fantasy for a long time. Um, and so if I can get my hands on a guy like that and lock down that position for Years to come, uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, I had him uh, ranked right there with you. Uh, I know uh, anybody else. I see Johnny that you have him a little lower than the rest of us. Um, do you not like C.J. Stroud, or is it just uh, you know a quarterback? It, it's a positional thing for sure, and with him not getting as many yards on the ground as like let's say a Lamar or even Anthony Richardson, which we're going to talk about later. Um, it's it's just a huge difference between, you know, your Burroughs and Herberts to uh, to an absolutely dominant uh, type player. Um, but yeah, it's hard to knock the guy who has uh, the most yards per game in the entire NFL of throwing <laughs> yards. And on top of that, has the most pass plays of over 20 plus yards. So yeah, he's yeah. an amazing talent. I, I I love Stroud and what he's done so far. For me, uh, I have him up that high. It, it, considering, I mean, I'm normally let's get the guy that, who runs a little bit. Uh, it, 
and, and I, I think back to when we broke these guys down and the thing that Tim said that I kind of thought was silly, but I'm now going to tell Tim he was, was correct. Well, I already, already kind of did it. He did. Sorry, uh, what was that again? Yeah. Just... I'm, I'm trying to figure... You're recording, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, that's fine. Like, you know, I look, I can, I, I can take it. Uh, but the Tim basically, I said, I brought up the same points that, that Johnny brings up in, a, in, in his point as well. But if he's Drew Brees, it'll be fine. And I'm like, come on. But except, I mean, that's what he's doing right now. He's putting up numbers like those super elite passers, whether it's going back to, to Manning or whatever, that do end up finishing in that top group just on the on the strength of their uh, of their throwing alone. So uh, it does, you know, it, it also means that they're less prone to injury. Speaking of Richardson, which we'll talk about later, but um, and I like that aspect of it as well. All right, Thanks, Shannon, you got. Oh, go ahead, Cooley. I was just going to say two things. I think Tim said it perfectly too. Is I think you mentioned pinpoint accuracy. He has been very accurate. Um, and then also, I've watched some film breakdown on him. He times routes really well. So a lot of the rookies struggle struggle to do that. He's doing it at a high level early, which is I think is um, really you know showing in the numbers. He's being able to. Uh, you know, anticipate the throws, step up in the pocket at the right time. All the timing is there, um, which is obviously elevating all of the other Texans receivers as well. So speaking of that, yeah, I'm picking four, and pick I, will, four. I will say that I am the outlier in this group, and I will defend that. I am going Tank Dell, and I'm going Tank. I like Tank Dell from the beginning, so that, that does fit with that. He had to leapfrog a lot of people, <clears throat> and... As a, the more I thought about it, the more I couldn't really defend having him below the the rest of the receiver group. And the reason is that he's actually a wide receiver one right now. Uh, on the season, he's a wide receiver one. The last three weeks, he is the wide receiver one. Mm. Um, you got to <clears> like that. What round did you get? You actually drafted him. I drafted him at the end of the second round. Nice. So uh, he's minimum salary for me. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that does. So yes. So the, I have to examine my biases, but I, I started comparing him with the other receivers and they're the receivers that were drafted high, but haven't been performing like Quentin Johnson or Jackson Smith and Jigwa. And then there's receivers that were drafted high and have done something like Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. And, uh, and then there's the receiver that was drafted late and did something like Puka Nakua. And ultimately uh, the thing I like about Tank Dell is how I envisioned him being good as a pro, he is doing. And he doesn't re require something else to change or it is all right there. One of the reasons why I liked him was because he was going into that situation with that quarterback that had actually requested him. And now we're seeing he's already paired with what looks to be a superstar quarterback and that I don't see it changing. So, and it's not dependent on something like Jordan Addison looked pretty good when, when Justin Jefferson's just, Justin Jefferson is out. Well, we don't know how that's going to exactly shake yeah. out when Jefferson comes back. Um, Zay flowers, something still has to change in the quarterback department there. And that's, and that's kind of how I got settled on. I can't, I can't discount the production because he's just doing what the best version of what I thought he might be able to do. Yeah. 
What do you think, guys? Yeah, he's he's currently uh, wide receiver nine in half point. And yeah, he's performing at an insanely high level. I mean, and and the NFL is changing. You know, we we used to love these big bodied receivers and it's all these small guys that seem to be winning. Um, it is so much more zone coverage than ever before. Um, and you don't need these man beaters and, um, yeah, I mean, dude's a baller. I mean, it's, it's clear, but yeah, it's, 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 you know, the, the, the size concerns, the team concerns that, um, you're definitely a hot streak right now, but, uh, where will this be when there's, um, when they probably move on from Singletary or go in a different direction. All right, we're going to move on to pick number five. We're coming back around to Cooley. Cooley from Kansas City. Who are you taking at number five? Right. I just had it on my list. Uh, Puka. Puka Nakua. Um, I mean, he just, nobody saw it coming. He came out of the scene. Um, just started lighting it up, obviously. Uh, you know, having a hurt receiver room really helped him. Um, but I, I mean... He's been awesome. So, you know, anytime you get immediate production from a rookie, you jump on it. Yeah, he's looked really good. Sean, you're lower than the rest of us on Puka. Did you want to spell out why? Yeah. uh, So my issue with Puka, like, is basically I do think that he – his production – there's a there's a, a significant risk in my opinion that his production is uh, as a result of Cooper Cup being out, and um, I do also question a little bit about um, where they're going in that team with the quarterback position, um, and so so while I, I've seen enough of Puka to actually think that no no Puka is a talented player for sure. Um, the question I think is, I think we have seen kind of a, a slowdown in the production. And, uh, I think that some of those things might be, um, might be here to stay. He has been, I agree with, uh, the quarterback concerns or the, the offensive concerns on that team in general. Um, he did put up some good numbers with cup on the field and I also, for for a bit, it's it right. It hasn't sustained, but um, I also do wonder how long Cup is going to be around. He's yeah. had some injury issues the last couple of years, and he's getting older. So uh, that's why I was personally a little more interested in in Puka. Yeah, it it even with Cup back, he's still tied at fifth overall for the most first downs uh, for all wide receivers. Um, I I had to look back to see like okay why was Puka not rated as highly as 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 his production is showing and he had a lot of injury concerns in college he was injured for multiple periods of time and that's what knocked his productivity down and that's why he's uh that's why he got drafted so low so you know it it was never really a concern of like was he a good player but you know i do have concerns of like yeah if i mean it depends on how he 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 went in undrafted in my league and now this next uh 
in next year in free agency, like someone's going to be able to sign them and they have to pick between one to five years. And I can see someone paying a lot of money and signing him for five years. And that sounds like a really risky proposition. Um, so, so let me ask you this question. So he went undrafted. Does that mean that he, he there's no free agent pickups in your league? You, there is not... fab, but you just get them for one year. Okay. Or just the same. So okay, so that's so so if you don't draft him, you pick him up for free agency. You you can't re-sign him. It that's it. He has to go back into the next year essentially. Yep. So that's why I like late third round picks in my league <laughs> because no, you can get sure. guys for longer. That, yeah, there's 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 a there's an advantage in our league for the third round picks versus free agency at, at minimum salary. Because you get them for two years as opposed to for one year, so there's a there's a little bit of a bump there, but um, but yeah, that would be a big bump. I would I would I would want to collect a lot of third round picks in your league. Yeah, just take a shot, and <laughs> cool. If they're not performing in so, training camp, drop them. To push back a little bit on the quarterback issue um, and the Cooper Cup thing, so like even if Cooper comes back, um, Cooper Cup comes back, let's say Stafford retires. Who knows what the quarterback situation looks like? Do you guys think you're savvy enough to trade Puka kind of high based off of the beautiful box score that looks of, of you know 2023 and try to gain as much value out of him as possible? Because more than likely he's a on a super cheap contract, or B, I mean, like you know, in Johnny's situation, he's gonna go to free agency anyway, so you can't really get anything out of him. Yeah, I think I think these young receivers, if they look like they could be a number one receiver going forward, they carry a ton of value. So I think that's absolutely a route you could go. Yeah. So and I had them just behind the collection of first round wide receivers that have shown something, plus JSN. <laughs> but 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 like I didn't, it wasn't like I had them rated really low. It was just like for me, like do I? It was. Would I be more interested in acquiring Addison, who also has quarterback questions for the future, by the way, and also has competition questions, or Flowers, same thing. So they, they all have a couple little warts on them. And I just thought, well, the first-round pedigree helps a little bit in the in the trade market. So that's All right, all. let's move along, guys. Uh, Johnny, you're up at pick number six. I'm taking JSN. Um, the aforementioned. Exactly. Uh, so he's... He's been just fine from a production standpoint, um, but I still like what I see. Um, not sure if you guys caught on Thanksgiving the one-handed catch that he had, but that is a Sports Center top ten play for sure. Um, he's been absolutely dominant on outbreaking routes. Uh, he is leading the league in drop percentage, but that has been on the decline the first the last uh, couple weeks. And um, he doesn't play for Kansas City, right? Interesting. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> we love JSM. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, I I I'm still betting on the talent that of what he was that in from an analytic standpoint, he was that elite of a prospect. Uh that uh and Gino's clearly hurt and uh I ju- I just see him stepping up big time uh with development in the NFL. All right. Anybody? Uh, I think Tim, you have him. You have Jason the lowest, but by, by a little bit. I think you and Cooley both have him down at eleven. I have met twelve. Um, I 
I was not, he was not my favorite receiver in this class to begin with. And, um, I mean, I still think he's a talented guy, but I also do see the limitations with him in terms of speed. Um, and just like the approach that Seattle has offensively. I mean, I, he will succeed if you're peppering him with targets. Uh, and I don't, I just don't know if they have that philosophy there in Seattle. So I think he's a good player, but yeah, I have him down. I mean, if he was in Houston, you'd probably like him quite a bit. I think I'd like him more. Yeah. Though, yeah. I, th- I, I think that's plays a lot of it. in. Uh, I think you and I have a similar perspective in Jason. I, I do like him. I see him as not having the speed to really just, um, you know, be a top five wide receiver kind of in the NFL. But, um, but I still think he's really talented. So, all right, I'm and, up and DK and Lockett are ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, for which him. is probably which is probably why he's not getting as many targets. I mean, if one of those guys go down, his his stock elevates immediately. I agree. All right, I'm up at pick number seven. I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid there. He's one of these guys that I um, I see as a difference maker at a position of of need in fantasy football. Uh, I loved everything about him coming out as a rookie. I really wanted to draft him in our league, and I got sniped in our actual salary cap league. Got sniped, and I'm I'm still regretting that. But um, and he's come on really strong. I, from week seven through eleven, here he's the tight end number five in points per game. Uh, so he's my pick here. I I think he's he's going to be a stud for a long time. I love Kincaid. Yeah, I get he's going to be awesome. I got. I loved him before. Uh, I, I, I love him now. I got nothing. Nothing to negative to say. All I right. would not be concerned about the. You know, with Knox coming back, that's been great to see that he's say, really yeah, been John, stepping up. Is John, Knox back? Uh, he will be, I think, soon. But yeah, but that's not that's not concerned. He's clearly the number two in a Josh Allen offense. Although Jenny, you do have him quite a bit lower in your rankings i do and i think it's a more philosophical thing you know tim said that this this was a position of need and i i don't subscribe to that mentality of just because uh it is a position that you're bad at or that is harder to find that you should overpay for it in that way like i'd rather have like, and that's, that's probably why I was lower on Stroud than you guys of, I would rather be completely stacked at running back and wide receiver and fill in the gaps. Like, you know, um, last year it's like, I picked up Logan Thomas for free. He was fine. Like, while while my league mates, you know, three tight ends win the first round. Cause people are like, oh, this is the one position that I got to fix. And I'm like, shoot, I'll scoop up everyone else. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to pivot on that because I pick next, right? You do. And actually, the funny thing about this, <laughs> can, can I tell the Of tell course. The I love this so much. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, my last pick of Tank Dell, uh, I love Tank Dell. And this is not this disparaging. I did do not you? have Tank Dell. I, yeah, apparently not enough. I did not have Tank Dell ranked highest when I selected him. Uh, and that's because uh, I'm dumb. But. Uh, <laughs> I had this guy actually ranked ahead of him. And, and you get him anyway. I'm going to get him anyway, and I can't believe I'm getting him this late because uh, because of the guy who just went in front of him. I'm taking Sam Laporta. 
uh, and uh, I'm taking Sam Laporta because uh, you can say everything you want to say about Dalton Kincaid being pretty good lately. Sam Laporta has been great all season long. He's 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 fallen off a little bit. A here little lately. bit. A little bit. But, but no, I, he just I got love, a touchdown. I love Laporta too. I just Kincaid so, was number one. Can we not to talk about that game? And... <laughs> <laughs> I actually found myself. I we had, I had a real a moment of realization where I'm like. I feel like as a Vikings fan, I have to root for the Packers, and I felt very conflicted. Mm. I felt very conflicted because I've never, uh, I really haven't been in a position of having to root against Detroit. So, um, yeah, but that's how it is right now. That's sorry, a, that's Johnny. a compliment to the Lions. Um, yeah, no, sorry, I can't sorry Johnny anymore. Um, so, uh, so Sam Laporta has has been great all year long, and. And this is, I guess we talk about philosophy. I, I don't I, I don't take tight ends because I have a position of need. I, I, I value tight ends that hit higher because they are harder to hit on. And when you do get a young, super talented tight end, like that 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 is, a, I think, a more valuable asset than almost anything else because the difference, I think, is can be quite great between top tier tight ends and everybody else. Whereas wide receiver, you can, the difference between the number 24 wide receiver and like the number 42 wide receiver is just not that much. So uh, I'm taking Sam Laporta. I would have taken Sam Laporta last time. I think I would have ended up still with the same two players. So it works out. Karma. I think it's a testament to how good the tight end class was in for 2023. Because I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I've only been doing salary cap rookie drafts for a few years now, but tight ends typically don't go in the first round. Not named Kyle Pitts, right? I think I think before Kyle Pitts, uh, Hawkinson went in our first round. I took Shockey at the very end of the first round, and that was a shocker at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, some as we've had some late first tight ends in our league, but yeah, I think it's unusual. Yeah. Same with quarterbacks, really. We that's kind of changed lately, but unless in, it's a rushing quarterback, yeah, yeah, yep. All right, I think we're back around to number nine. 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 Yeah, Cooley. Um, I'm gonna go with injured reserve player Anthony Richardson. Mm. Um, the short window that he played, he was playing at a high level. I mean, he how many games did he get knocked out of three? Um. So, obviously, huge, huge, huge uh, injury concerns. But what the Colts are doing for him offensively, um, the play calls uh, are all great for his play style. Um, I did watch some in-depth analysis on Anthony Richardson as well. Um, and most of it looks great. Um and I mean the fact that how how good of an athlete he is and how well he can run, I'm I'm very optimistic for for the future. So, you know, if anybody's out there that's, you know, it still have still hasn't hit their trade deadline, maybe he might be a nice target for them, um, just based off of, you know, everything I said, injury concerns, stuff like that. But, um, and actually not getting any production this year might be a nice stash for next year. Well, and I've heard good things about his throwing ability too, like like he's surprising uh, timings well, yeah, surprising uh, yeah with the throwing ability as well. I mean, he only so here's 
I had him a little lower, and I had him a little lower because I was concerned about his ability to be durable in the NFL a little bit. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen a couple injuries, and, uh, you know, we've really, as a passer, we've only seen, I'll get to this later, but we've only seen, I think, two 200-yard games. So it doesn't change ultimately that his fantasy value because he can he can get points other ways, but but it does uh, that durability question becomes a bigger factor. Is you know like he has to learn how to be able to run and not get clobbered at the end of those runs. I think if you're planning on rostering him, you need to probably try to get a high end QB two mm-hmm. as insurance. That way, like, you know, if he, if he misses three weeks because of an injury, you're going to have the next guy up. Yeah, get a safe guy like a Purdy or someone like that. To yep. right. kind of that's a, that's something you don't spend a lot of money on, but, you know, by week in injury. Or maybe, they, you know, or the guy outperforms and you can, you know, your, your QB2 and you can trade him off, whatever. Yeah. Right, I do Chinese. always think, like, what if Malik Willis didn't go – the year prior to Anthony Richardson, how would a fantasy thought the fantasy world thought so much differently about Anthony Richardson? Like, I felt like Willis put such a bad taste in everyone's mouth mm. when like he never played at all that everyone's there like, was a, Oh, another rushing quarterback. I mean, I, I think wasn't concerned about it. I think that there, for me, like when I was looking like the Malik Willis thing, there was some, he doesn't know how to read a defense at all. Like, and is looking for calls from the sidelines and, and whatnot. Anthony Richardson, I, I felt like has some growth, but, um, but fundamentally, you know, is an NFL quarterback. You know, I, I feel like that's, I feel like, I, I, I think I would have, I would have had them not together in terms of prospect ranking at all, but. For sure. I mean, I mean, for, I'm not speaking of people who are, for example, recording a podcast at four thirty on a <laughs> sure, Friday sure. Yeah. for 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 the average fantasy fan. I okay, just think enough. it's it's yeah. it'd be interesting to see the movie. Jenny, you're up at number ten. I'm going Jordan right. Asson mm. at number ten. Um before the two Minnesota guys. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you guys have never liked Jordan Asson, so <laughs> It's true. I mean, I, I definitely I, lower on him I, than consensus. I like Jordan Addison. I do. I, I ended up having him. I had him. Well, we'll, we'll you, you do your thing. We'll do your, <laughs> okay. I'll stop talking about me. Um, He hasn't gotten over seven receptions in any game, but I like the talent, and I can see him being a great cheap two-way in Kevin O'Connell's offense that obviously likes to pass a lot. Um, he lines up outside and he's winning down the middle of the field, um, primarily on slants and posts. Um, contested catches, I'm not the, it's not the biggest turning factor, but he currently has a hundred percent contested catch rate. Um, wow. Wow. which it's a which, great stat. Yeah. So he's, um, so yeah. So, uh, and, and that? I do like that he stepped up in, uh, Justin Jefferson's absence that I, 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 I have the three T's of, of player evaluation, right? Okay. I love it. I feel, I feel like we are like a really like cheesy, um, like leadership seminar with all these, 
D's and V's and T's. Yeah, yeah. All, all you got to do sure. to be successful is remember all these things. Yes, but, yes, um, yes. I, I think of it as, <laughs> right. exactly, is, is team. So how good is the team around them? Uh, the talent that they inherently have and the amount of touches. And um, I feel like it, for Jordan Asson, there's not one of those categories that he is elite elite on, but they're all above average. And I can see the possibility of uh, those situations getting better. All right. So I, I don't know. So here's the thing is um, I don't know that I can believe that number, the hundred percent number only because when I think, I think it was the San Francisco game where he, kind of like ripped that ball away and and ran down and scored a touchdown but earlier that game it was like the same play which i would have called a contested catch where san francisco got an interception so maybe it's only like 99.5 uh i i and i also want to push back on this idea that i didn't like jordan addison i don't think that's totally true my concerns about addison were his ability to win outside and uh, be strong enough at the catch point. And here's the thing is, when he is the, whether you call him a 1B or whatever in a Kevin O'Connell offense, he's never going to have to play outside is with Justin Jefferson. So I think that he is actually in a perfect role for, his, uh, for what he does well. And I think that the Vikings are using him appropriately and he, I love the fact that he, when, as Johnny said, had had to step up, he was able to step up and do more. So I, I, I like him quite a bit. All right. And, and number- Sean is correct. That is an, it wasn't throughout the whole season. Um, I'm looking at the reception perception um, mid-season rookie report and uh, four games were sampled, but he did have a hundred percent consistent catch rate, but just uh, must not. It's still game. good. It's still good. It's a right. it's a good stat, but it's completely wrong. <laughs> All right, number eleven. I'm I'm running to the podium right now mm. to select yeah. Devon A. Chan. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I I'm doing that, I feel like I, I've mentioned early in the mock draft that there are difference makers in this draft. I feel like A. Chan has a chance to be one of those difference makers in the NFL. Now we have a very small sample size. I think he's a guy that's going to be limited in the number of touches he gets throughout his career. But if he can even do 75% of what he's done in his healthy games, well, his games where he's blown up because he had a few healthy games not doing much of anything. But I just feel like he has the potential to be a league winner, game changer. Uh, and at number 11, I'm happy to happy to grab him there. I can't Three believe... top five finishes. Yep. Yeah. I can't believe that we actually you you're able to take him, even though you and I have him rated the lowest. And by the way, he fell to below where even you and I have him. So some of that is just the variation in in rankings and whatnot. Uh, my issue with H and the reason why I had him ranked what I thought was low, uh, was that I still think he's an injury risk. It's sure. it's it's the it's tiny the, bones. It, it's yeah, it's it's the size issue, but and, and man, the work, the volume. Yeah. I don't think he'll be a high volume guy. But in that offense, he you know, I, 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 
when he's good to go, he's going to be good to go. Right. It, speaking of his volume, it is so funny looking at stats and like anything by attempt. He's number <laughs> one in in yards after contact per attempt. He's sure. also number one in yards before contact per attempt. <laughs> right. Like and and those are some stats that like you know you're always looking for stuff that's like oh that's interesting I didn't I didn't expect that it's like yep that I think that's yep. like See? Tim. Tim's son, I think, was had this insane yards per carry when he played football in high school, and it was because he had like three carries or something like that. And he, he, yeah, he busted them all long runs or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, his first high school carry went for thirty-one yards. So <laughs> that was it. He yeah. said, "I'm out. I'm retiring." <laughs> he, was, he was able to brag that he led the conference in rushing for for a little while. <laughs> All right, on to number 12, Sean. Ah, uh, me. Well, I guess I'm stuck taking Zay Flowers. Oof, that's, <laughs> that's a Ouch. That is, I, I, that's harsh language, Sean. Yeah, no, I'm joking. I love Zay Flowers, and, you know, he's just, I, I, I've kind of hinted at this. Um, there is some, um, I do have some concerns about that offense and, and, and whatnot, but, man, is he explosive, and I think he does a lot of, I think he's a good route runner, and um, and I, I just like the juice he has in his legs, and I think he um, is smart with the ball when he gets it in his hands. So I I have I do have questions about whether that's going to translate to high volume long term, but um, I'm that's just, the offense. That's it's the offense. It's, it's not him, and and everybody else has warts, and I'm going to take talent over anything else and for me he's actually the last guy that i feel really excited about yeah, so well, it wraps up the first round it does wrap sense. up the first round so apropos so to, that, so to touch on sean um the baltimore ravens are 29th in pass attempts 15th in passing yards yeah so the and, opportunities are are much lower and obviously you know Having Mark Andrews, I mean not right now, but in the back or um, as as you know a primary pass catcher. I think the hope is to like, you know, Odell probably maybe retires. I don't know. He's only on a one year deal. Um, the rest of the wide receiver room is kind of. I mean, Bateman's there. The thing I like about him though is that I feel like he has at least shown, if you're going to look at a wide receiver there, like he's the guy. He's the and one to have. He's the one, and it's it's long term. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't have a whole lot of doubt about that before, but there's, yep. you, you know, if if Odell has a resurgent career somehow, then P, the conversation would be different. But so if you're looking long term, he's a rookie. He's already kind of the best wide receiver on that team. I, 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 that, I'm pretty comfortable with him. All right, let me recap the first round. Uh, number one, Bijan Robinson went. Jameer Gibbs at two. CJ Stroud at three. Tank Dell at four. Puka Nakua at five. Jackson Smith and Jigba at six. Dalton Kincaid at seven. Sam Laporta at eight. Anthony Richardson at nine. Jordan Addison at 10. 11 was Devon Achan. And 12 was Zay Flowers. And that's a good first round. It's a good first round. So, gentlemen, I am am only telling you this because I'm the one who has access to the clock. We are about 42 minutes in. So uh, let's kind of cruise through the second round a little faster. Uh, And Cooley, you're up at number 13. 
Tajay Spears is my pick. I'm optimistic for next year. Um, you know, you want King Henry to to retire or to be moved on from. I don't know. Is he signed in for next year? Does anybody know? Or is he done? I don't know I'll off the up. top of my head. Yeah. So... I, I know they're trying to move in the offseason too. No, so yeah, and it, it, yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of noise in that regard, and and I mean that's where that's who I would have taken. I think all of us have him, kind of as the next guy, more or less, uh, except Johnny. Johnny, you have anything you want? To, you want to tell us something terrible about Tajay Spears, other than that he doesn't have any cartilage in his knees, or an ACL? Um. No, I was currently looking up Derek Henninger on Spot Track, but. Uh, he's currently number 16 on targets already as a rookie, and he's been taking work from Henry all season long. Um, yeah, I, I, I have him not, I still have him in the second round. I just wouldn't take him at the 201, but yeah. Well, I think you're up, Johnny. Who would you take? I would take Josh Downs. Josh Downs. He is this, I, I think it's, I feel like I'd stop watching Indy once Richardson got hurt. But, and, but Josh Downs is winning on 80% of his routes against man and zone. And he's one of the best separators in the league already. You know, dude, dude is getting open all over the place. He's fast. He's shifty. And, um, I can really see something special developing in year two with Richardson back. He he is, I have him quite a bit lower. He is tank Dell with a different quarterback. I mean, really, exactly. honestly, there's not a whole lot of difference be- between those guys in terms of how successful they are and, and other than the situation. And that, to me, is 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 a big difference for me to go from the guy that I took four to a guy I have quite a bit later. But I do think they're tied to Richardson, and I, I, I have I've, my concerns about Downs really have to do with his long-term passing volume there. Not the talent. He's absolutely killing it right now. I think there's been talk in Indianapolis too that they're they were actively trying to get another receiver, uh, another alpha receiver alongside Pittman. So there's concerns there too of, as far as target share going around. I think Pittman is more that part of part of my concerns. When I compare the two is that Pittman is more of an established player than Nico Collins, and so. Uh, and so I'm more confident that Tank Dell will have a, the volume, um, but Downs is super talented, and he's he's showing it right now. All right, next pick. This would be number 15. I'm going to take Jaden Reed here. He is a player. I, when we did film, I loved uh, I loved his athleticism. I, I I noticed in the particular games I watched that his hands maybe were a little suspect. I don't think that anymore about him I love that Green Bay is working to get the ball in his hands he's become more of a rusher in the last few weeks uh, and I'm just really excited about this player he's he's emerged as the best wide receiver in Green Bay so I'll take him at 15. The downside for me and Reed is something that I saw in the film which I see I think uh, reception perception also shows us he's not doing great in contested catch situations um, but you know, like that's that's. I think Johnny said it's just, it's not that big a part. If you get open, you're open, and like that's just 
Jalen Rager was great at contested catches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember I mean, it, being enamored with his highlight reel. <laughs> so, uh, so um, yeah. All right. So then, uh, am I next? You, you you made Sean speechless, Johnny. That's that is a tough task. Jalen Rager will do that to you. <laughs> oh, Rager. Yeah. Sorry, I missed. I'm just teasing Sean. Number sixteen. I'm a 16? Yeah. Okay. Well, God, I'm stuck taking a guy that I'm not really excited about taking about taking. So <sighs> I will take Quentin Johnston. And I'll take Quentin Johnston despite him looking not great in a lot of like he has dropped a lot of big catches and he has shown absolutely no idea how to how to t- <laughs> come down with the ball when he needs to come down with the ball. So why am I taking him here? It's honestly, it's just because I, I, I do see the fact that he is getting open. I do see that uh, he is married to one of the best passers in the league for a long period of time. I, I'm definitely holding my nose with Quentin Johnston, but uh, I also think that I think that you, he's either going to learn how to how to come down with the ball and like, or he's not and. I'm pessimistic, but I will say if he can, uh, then I think the upside is there. Like he, he looks most of the part of a decent wide receiver when he's out there and it just seems to fail in key situations. And, um, taxi squad guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the, he's buried on my depths, my, my taxi squad. I have no intention of, of activating him until the end of the, 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 the period will run but that's that's it's still hoping because i will tell you some of the the drops that he's had just it doesn't look like the concentration drop it looks like a lack of hand-eye coordination drop and that 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 troubles me so i'm taking him but i'm just trashing the guy <laughs> it is interesting do you guys have you guys ever traded guys after year one or do you mostly just sit um I don't know if I've ever traded a guy after year one. You traded. Um, oh, oh, I have. You just you. I don't know if it was after year one. You just traded a. Uh, uh, oh, the guy I'm blanking on him. He had a big. Tyquan f- Thornton. Elijah Moore. But I did was trade that, Elijah Moore. Was too. that after the first year? Uh, I can't remember, but I did just trade Tyquan Thornton. I mean, it's not not a premier player necessarily, but uh, have I given up on a NFL first rounder after one year? No, I have not. Quentin Johnson, Quentin Johnson makes me makes me. <laughs> except for I don't think his value is high. I I don't think anybody's like gonna is clamoring for Quentin Johnson. So it's kind of like he's already kind of once you once you make highlight reels for your drops, like people aren't gonna <laughs> aren't gonna give you anything for him. Right, Cooley, what'd you say? I, I missed it. I said I traded Gibbs. So I mean, that's not like a full full year, but I, it's mid season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are hard bets so. to make. You but know, you also where... got. Something where good. you have like you know for example like i got a sky more after one year while the while the interest was still high what of, did you okay, get for sky more what did you get for him so i packaged up a whole bunch of players including like trey lance for a one-year rental of andrews hmm. looks wow. pretty good now yeah, yeah you get rid of sky more and trey lance brilliant yeah, yeah. Yeah. all right on to number 17 we're back around to cooley from kansas city I can't believe I'm taking this guy. Oh, wait. No. Okay. Zach Charbonnet. 
I was Ooh. worried. I was worried I was going to take probably the next guy who I won't ruin it, but uh, yeah, Zach Charbonnet. Um, he played last night. Uh, didn't play too great, I don't think. But um, you know, he's a good handcuff for Ken Walker. You know, I'm part of the Ken Walker fan club too, uh, Sean. So um, I liked him pre-draft. I'm okay taking him mid to late second round. So just let it ride. This is about where I had, excuse me, about where I had Charbonnet as well. Um, just I because I like the player, I don't necessarily like the situation a ton, but I feel like he. we're getting into the zone here where I think all of these guys have some warts, and um, so I, this, that feels about the right place to take him. I had him about 10 spots later. Yeah, why do, I, why do you dislike him so much? It's, other not, than... it's not that I dislike him, and it's not that I enamored with Ken Walker. Uh, it's that he's not as good as Ken Walker, so like it's a, like there's some like, you know he's he's gotten two games where he's gotten most most of the carries, basically fifteen, and he's averaging three yards a carry, and and Walker in that same offense is averaging over four, so just not a special talent. So I don't see how he's going to get on the field because Walker's going to be there for quite some time. You're banking on an injury, and I'd much rather roll the dice with the guy that, for example, that Cooley did not want to say his name. <laughs> we'll get to. He who shall not be named. He shall not be named later. I think maybe one of us will be naming him next. But uh, and that's and that's it. And it's, for me, it's just it's there. I I I feel like if you take Charbonnet here, you're taking you're settling for something kind of small as opposed to even if some of these guys don't look great, they um, they still have a, a higher ceiling. All right, eighteen. I think we're up to right. No, sixteen. Sixteen. Is that right? It is. Eighteen. Is it eighteen? That's eighteen. Yeah, I got eighteen. What? I think somehow... sixteen was Quentin Johnston. Seventeen was Zach Charbonnet. Eighteen for Johnny. Oh, Johnny, no, rescue no. me! No, I think I put numbers right. into the doc wrong. Oh gosh! Oh boy. <laughs> yep. I'm looking there's... at the numbers in the doc. Cool. So, yeah. Like, much... Cooley's was... got a pen and uh, paper. Behind seventeen, even more. Cooley <laughs> is like. We're like, how should we color the Google Doc, and how should we organize He's this? Like, I've got a pencil. Like, I'm just paper. gonna write it all down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, they should be asking Cooley. It's nice to have a backup plan. Right. right. We so, we are on 18 with Johnny. <laughs> I am going Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Um. So as much as I don't see him as the next big thing in Kansas City, he's been productive. Um. Of wide receivers with at least 30 targets on the season. Uh, Rice ranks actually number fourth in QB ring when targeted. Now that is totally affected by how good your quarterback is, but this isn't a bad stat. Uh, He also had the highest yards after contact per reception. Um, The only difficulty is like it's, it's in the fantasy football universe, like a lot talking about how Kansas city rotates through these packages of all the time and and unless you're travis kelsey like you're not getting on the field every play you know and and even though like tyreek hill was out there all the time it's like that's not the mentality that they're having so it's hard to start that guy unless unless he becomes a de facto number one and it you really got to squint to see him becoming that He's the only guy there that could be that, but yeah, that's kind of how I see it. You too. always have to, you always have to consider that there, next year there's going to be another draft, right? And there's free agency, and and that's you know, and Rice is doing better than I expected him to do, but 
He's thing. passing the eye test a little more than I expected yeah. to. Like I've seen him make a few plays where I'm like, oh, he looks pretty competent. And and I, a lot of the, I think what I've seen is that a lot of the film that you and I looked at on Rishi Rice, he was injured for. And you know, if you if you're unaware of that, it does affect things because he didn't think he looked great um, in, in on his film. But but if he was hurt, then and he's healthy now, then maybe we're seeing something a little different. So, and is he passing the eye test just in comparison to MVS? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be. It could be literally like compared to the other receivers. Oh, that guy! He's a catch today. Options I've seen playing with Mahomes. Everybody drops passes. Can't say. I mean, I mean, cool. You see him all the time, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. Is, is he passing the eye test for you? Um, we Rice see is playing way better than I thought he would. Obviously, like I kind of I came on and just completely dogged him. Um, but I did <laughs> note I said I hope I'm wrong, which I'm kind of glad I am as a Chiefs fan. But you know, we, you don't want to start any like Chiefs wide receivers. I'm pretty sure they're going to address the issue. We lead the league in drops. It's, it's a bad situation. Um, you know, I was kidding around with people or Chiefs fans this week saying like all the receivers are going to be catching on the joke machine all week, all after practice, everything. I mean, it happens. I've been, I've been to NFL practices. I've been to, you know, uh, college practices. If people have drops, they're stuck in the back doing, you know, after practice, everybody's catching extra passes. All right. I'm going to move on to number nine with my pick. Uh, number nine. 19. 19. Sorry. 19. I- I'm really struggling over here, guys. <laughs> uh, but 19, I'm going to, I'm kind of holding my nose a little bit with this pick too, but Luke Musgrave is going to be my pick. Um, he started off strong. He has since tailed off, uh, but he's one of these tight ends that uh, I was I was somewhat excited in this class. He was one of the guys that I was excited about. He's flashed a little bit on the NFL field at pick number 19. You know, in the second half of the second round, um, I just feel like he's got as good a shot as anybody. Uh, left to make an impact fantasy wise. I think he's. I think he's the the next. I mean, in a, in a tight end class that was really good. He's the the best receiving prospect remaining, and he has shown some flashes. And that to me is a good enough reason to take him here. Um, I don't. I I see Cooley has him way down, uh, and I'm curious about that because the rest of us have him kind of in the same zone. Uh, Mr. Cooley, would you like to defend your pick? So it's, it's no, uh, yeah, it's back to like the tight end argument. It's like how, you know, rookie tight ends typically don't perform as well. This year's a little bit of an outlier year with LaPorta and Kincaid playing so well, especially Kincaid as of late. You know, how much draft capital and salary cap do you want to spend on that type of player where they're going to have to take a couple of years to even get into your starting lineup? And like with our parameters, you only have two years to look at this guy and say, is he going to be on my team? Um, so I didn't want to spend a lot of draft capital or salary cap on that type of position when there's, it takes longer to develop to get there. But you did have him below Jake Bobo. Did I? You did. <laughs> no, that's not true. He didn't even uh, rank be, Bobo. To, oh no, that's, he did. Yeah, he did. I'm looking in the wrong column. Yeah. I, I like Bobo. What can I say? I don't know. I, I, in <laughs> hindsight, sad. I would not, I would take, I would take Luke over Bobo, but Bobo's just fun to say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it is. All right. All right. On to pick number, what is this? 20. 20. That's, that's Johnny, Sean, right? That's Sean. That's you. Am I, is it me? Yeah. 
Who, who, you just took my scrape. Okay. Guys, we're Slapping falling ass. apart. We're falling apart. All right. Oh, my gosh. So I have to take another guy that I'm not super excited about, but that I, I was more excited about, and I'm taking Jonathan Mingo. It is hard. It is hard to take Mingo, but I'm taking Mingo um, simply because I, I have no way of evaluating whether he's any good at football because Bryce Young is so bad at football. And 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 maybe he's bad partly because his receivers aren't any good. I have not seen any data or any number crunching or separation numbers or anything like that that makes Mingle look like, like he's not also the problem. Um, but I also think they're where he what he where he should be used is essentially what Adam Thielen is doing, and um, and he's not doing that role. So they're trying to have him do something different than than he's than he's probably best suited for and so and he's not doing well there on a team that is awful so um you know he's still on the field a lot his snap share is in the 90s yeah so no, and that, the team trusts him <laughs> the team trusts him but you have to consider who else they're, they're trusting him over other bad receivers i mean that's the thing is it's like it's hard to make a, evaluations off of that team and that's you know i don't ultimately... think and shark are that bad though see i think shark is terrible but, I don't think Sharp's that bad. Okay, well we can we can disagree. We completely disagree. I, Thielen, I love Thielen because he's a hometown boy. But um, I, I would just like to, you know, um, I would like to see a little more. He is definitely one of these guys that's going to be stuck on a developmental squad for the maximum amount amount of time. Yep. All right, pick twenty one, Cooley. So I am going to take Bryce Young, um, <laughs> who Sean hates. Uh, I don't hate. He doesn't hate like Jordan right Addison, now. and he doesn't hate Bryce Young. Okay, <laughs> I don't <laughs> hate. This not clear. a hater. Not a hater. <laughs> so, my only argument to this is: yes, he's having a bad season, right? He's the development squad. You want him to to develop, and he was the number one pick overall um, in the NFL. So, what you're hoping for is year two. You know, he gets a full off season to work with the team work with the coaches, you know, figure out the timing, other things like that to become more efficient. Maybe upgrade the wide receiver room. Um, maybe Mingo takes a step forward for Sean. I mean, he was a number one overall draft pick. Now, we've seen right. those guys, they, we have failures in the NFL, number mm -hmm. one draft pick uh, quarterbacks, but – um, it might it might be too early to give up totally on him. I'm not optimistic given what we've seen, but you know you're picking him at number 21, so he's worth the shot down here, definitely in my opinion. I I I the 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 list of number one overall drafted quarterbacks or high first round drafted quarterbacks that have started out poorly and ended up being pretty good. It's not insubstantial there's a lot of names and so i there is hope like you like, like i can say he looks awful right now and still also say he could be good yeah. um and that's kind of where we're at right now at this point in the draft yeah johnny number 22 i'm going to go marvin mims um his yards per route run is completely astronomical uh he's an electric player but it seems like his only problem is opportunities. Um, 
Denver is just a weird team right now. You know, they just Cortland Sutton, man, is just catching everything out there and they're winning games, you know, um, but uh, he's now out there on 73% of dropbacks, but uh, his targets just haven't been showing up. Um, but yeah, I, I, as far as the T's go, like he's got talent and I'm, I'm at this point in the draft, I would take one guy who's showing some elite uh, quality out of team talent or touches uh, rather than some guy who you got to kind of squint to see. I'm glad you completed your three T's. I don't know that you did that last time when you introduced it, or maybe you didn't. I just wasn't paying attention, but team talent and touches. Yep. Three T's. Got it. All right, we're on to... Coming to a motivational poster near you. (laughs) We're on to pick number 23, which is mine. I'm going to take Michael Wilson here. Um, I think he's got an opportunity in Arizona. He's, He's, as we've talked about before, he's a bigger guy on a team where they have very small receivers around him, so he plays a role on that team. He's actually, um, he's shown up this year. He's He's got not great fantasy numbers, but for uh, a third-round rookie receiver, uh, not bad. And we have uh, Kyler Murray coming back, which wasn't great in the, the first week here, but um, I think he's getting an upgrade at quarterback. And um, so I'm, I'm going to take him at 23 all day long. And then I got the last pick, right, Mr. Irrelevant? Yeah, or our little drafter? unless somebody wants to uh, trade up, com- comment on my pick, we can move on. I, Wilson is a, like he, he's kind of done kind of what I expected him to do. Um, he's got talent. Um, he, he's I think a lot of people were surprised that he put up some numbers. Um, when you consider that he's the only guy that has any size there in that team, it makes a little more sense. But, but uh, you know, we don't we don't know enough to know that he can't he can't improve some more. So uh, if he can, his big problem in college is he couldn't stay healthy. Um, so yeah, twenty four round out the second round here. You Sean. know, I've got a choice between some guys I, 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 that um, have shown a little something and. And then I, you've got Kendra Miller, and he's sitting there. And I don't know what the role is going to be in that offense. He has hardly played at all. But I still think that uh, I like the tape, and I think that um, I, I, there's going to be some changes in that offense in the offseason, and I think he's a decent chance that he ends up being the beneficiary of that. So that is – so I'm, you know, taking him in, in the hopes that he ends up with a with a decent uh, slice of the pie going forward, and that's about it. We haven't yeah. seen anything any good out of him. Right. We haven't seen anything terrible out of him either. He just hasn't played. Right. It feels the same with Michael Wilson. Of just like this is almost exactly what we expected out of him so far. And yeah, yeah, yeah you can't tell. He was a little disappointed, disappointing early with Kamara out the first like four um, weeks. He got hurt. Uh, yeah. He got hurt himself though too. Is the part? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So he was he was coming in banged up, and then Kamara's just been awesome. So right. I I like I, he was next on my board. So it's it's a stash for next year. Hoping the Kamara thing is interesting salary cap wise, not like our salary cap, but like NFL, NFL salary, salary cap wise. Cap. Yeah. Um, I think they can cut him, but they're going to have a pretty heavy debt uh, dead cap hit. Um, <laughs> 
that's how New Orleans rolls, though. They they pay right. people and then they figure it out later. <laughs> All right, right, let me let me recap round number two. While I'm doing that, guys, uh, let's pick out one more name. Uh, you can present your name if you want to give an argument for them. You can, but let's uh, let's not rebut each other on on these uh, these last names. I'm gonna do what I want to do, <laughs> of course. Uh, but number thirteen, Tyje Spears went there. Number fourteen was Josh Downs. Number fifteen, Jaden Reed. Quentin Johnston at number sixteen. Seventeen was Zach Charbonnet. Rashi Rice at number 18. Number 19 was Luke Musgrave. Jonathan Mingo at 20. Bryce Young at 21. Marvin Mims at 22. Michael Wilson at 23. And rounding out the second round is Kendra Miller at number 24. Uh, Cooley, do you got one last name for us? I'm going to go off of, like, not go to all my rankings. It actually mm-hmm. go to a guy that's mid to late 20s. And I'm going to say Trey Palmer. Yep. I think I think Evans is done after this year in Tampa. I think Godwin's got a few more years left. I can see Trey Palmer being that next guy. And he's got all the talent in order to be like to be elite. So like stash him on your taxi squad. Hope he can, you know, he might be a good buy candidate as well as far as um low on somebody's radar. He's not he's not producing a whole lot this year, but I think I think having him kind of in the back of your head is, is going to be somebody to keep an eye on. Nice. Johnny? I'm going to go uh, Demario Pop-Douglas. Uh, he's seen a 24% target share per game rate over his last four games. And he's running routes on 87% of dropbacks. So, you know, sometimes it is useful to find these teams that, like, nobody in this world is paying attention to New England's passing attack. You know, and seeing who's stepping up and, you know, you, we can glean information from who's starting, who's getting playing time and, and who's, who's getting looks. So that's who I want to talk about. All right. Uh, I'm just going to throw out, I'm going to throw out Billy Jeans. Hold it. Hold on. Right. Yeah. Hold on. I got to listen to this music. <laughs> but uh, Billy Jeans. Uh, Will Levis, that is. Uh, I, I he came in and played I, in a game I happened to see a pretty good chunk of, and I actually was impressed with him uh, on the NFL field. Like he still has a lot, a lot of room to grow here, but um, he was a lot better than I expected him to look. And players drafted, he was drafted at the tippy top of the second round. I think I, one of the first three picks. I can't remember exactly which one, but. Um, those quarterbacks you just mentioned, Sean, that the list of quarterbacks that were taken in the first round and start slow and succeed is long. Well, quarterbacks taken high second actually have a pretty high success rate as well. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice on him in the third round. I I, I was hoping you wouldn't take him uh, because I would have taken him, but. So I'm at a position where, like, I honestly, like, I feel like uh, I should just not take a pick because I really don't want any of these players at all. But you That's know, the, the next guy on my list, honestly, is Ro- Roshan Johnson. Uh, I could have said Tank Bigsby. I could have said, oh, well. How about Michael Mayer? Because if I'm thinking about tight ends, and that's probably who I would honestly take because yeah. I actually feel like he's a guy who has some upside, um, and we haven't seen it yet, but. But I, 
you know, he, he high NFL, uh, draft capital and, um, and, and I, I, I probably would go him there if I'm thinking about somebody who's going to make a, a change and, and become something interesting within the next two years. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us again, Johnny. Good to see you as always. Good to see you guys too. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for coming in or coming on and Cooley. Great to have you back on again. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it too. I'm, I feel like we need to like get Stuart from uh, England on one of these podcasts, Sean. 100%. Little on air production. It's hard enough to get that. four of us on a call at the same time. <laughs> it's Let's throw true. another person in. Maybe we're uh, over well, the time plus, difference. Plus, plus, yeah, plus we'd be like doing this at like three in the morning. Well, something. I don't know. So, right, like like the, the we do London. Watch, we do watch NFL football games. Exactly. The London games, it's 8.30 here. It must be, what, noon 30 there. Something like that. I don't know when the game. I think it's like is. six or it's, seven. It's six or more seven than hours four hours. Difference. We can't even uh, count to twenty-four, and we think that we can do these time changes. <laughs> no, but this is a fun experiment. You know, I think we can. It really shines a lot of light on. You might be able to buy some players high, and sell some players low. You know that um, it's interesting to see where people are feeling. Um, and where I think it made me the other way around, but we know what you mean. No, but but same thing of just like you know, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're in, if you're more, you know, with Puka taking a little bit of a dip the last like couple weeks, it's like right. he might actually stay up there. So, yeah. all right, well, thanks again. Thank you for listening. We look forward to doing this again next time. And until then, bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.